stand. Are you excited to be here today? Yes. <laughs> it's a little hot, but we are excited to praise God this morning. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Those watching online, we welcome you. We thank you for taking part of this. As you sit in there, don't sit there. Stand with us and just do everything that we're doing in the present time and you will receive what the Lord has for you this morning. Thank you, Father. Let's go over our vision this morning. Ready? We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God and we make an internal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. We have a good God. He never leaves us or forsake us. He's always there for us. And this morning we are alive in him. I don't I don't see any excitement here. <laughs> we are alive in him this morning. Thank you, Lord. So let's just praise him this morning and give him the glory and rejoice in him. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father.
fighting for us. He's always on our side. His mighty army is always standing right there fighting for us through everything. He is the God of the impossible. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord, that we are healed and set free, Father. We are no longer bound in chains, but we are free in you, Father.
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you this morning. We exalt you this morning. Do you know what it means to exalt somebody? To exalt someone means to put that person or thing in a higher place or position of authority or power. Saying I exalt you is more than just giving him exaltation in church. And you know, because we're a church that's being intentional about our spiritual growth as you'll hear this morning. You know, on the road of intentionality, uh, <laughs> it's, you make a lot more frequent stops. So you might not go as fast, but you're gonna finish stronger. Why? Because when we're intentional about our spiritual growth, we're listening to the Holy Spirit. So he wants to teach us something. Just a few minutes and we're gonna sing this song again. He wants to teach us something even about our worship. And with this song, to exalt someone is to put them in a place, a higher place or position of authority and power. Now, is Jesus exalted? Yes. Philippians chapter four. Verse 9 and 10 tells us that once he completed his earthly assignment, he was raised to heaven and the Father exalted him and gave him a name. Now, they called him Jesus when he was on this earth. It's not about just the name. I know a lot of Jesuses, lots of them, but they don't have a position of authority and power like this one. So he completed his earthly assignment he was raised up to heaven and seated. God exalted him. And his name, it's because of who he is. That's why his name matters. That's why his name matters. It's because of what he's done. He's the one who carried out your salvation. Right? So Jesus is exalted. Amen? He's in a position of authority and power that's higher than any other name on this planet. It says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus said that. And so he has the authority. He has the position in reality. Our spiritual reality is that. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us. When we sing this song, I exalt thee, we're telling him, you know, you're exalted. Now, there may be areas in your life where he is exalted. There are areas in my life where he's exalted. I've given him that position and place, and that's a reality in my life. But there are other areas where he's not. He's not exalted. Why? Because we haven't received the reality of that for that particular area. Yeah. And a hint, it would be an area that we find ourselves struggling in all the time. Maybe something that, you know, I keep attracting bad relationships. I don't understand why. Because maybe you've exalted that relationship above him. Or maybe that habit that I keep going back to even though I don't want to. My heart doesn't want to do that anymore. 
but I keep going back to it because he's not exalted in that area of your life as he should be. And so when we sing this song, we're kind of singing it by faith, but we need to sing songs out of experience too. We have a responsibility to experience everything that God has. And because of Jesus being exalted and his name being exalted, there's things that come to us. There's a supply that comes to us when we put him in his proper place. And I don't know about you, but I want a full supply. I want a full supply of what's attached to exalting Jesus. I want it to, to capture every part of my life. Not just this part, but every part of my life. Amen? I want a full supply. I want to be in the full flow of what it means to exalt Jesus in every area of my life. See, even in our worship, when we're intentional, we don't want to waste time and just sing songs that don't mean anything to us or that we work on halfway or that we give no thought to. I don't want to do that. That's a waste of time. We don't need to come together to do that. But I love the Holy Spirit because he'll arrest you. He'll stop you if you'll let him. And I've already told him, we have what we know we're going to do, but if you have other plans, you just do it. And we're going to flow with you. Why? Because I want a full supply of what God's salvation has bought and paid for. Amen? I want a full supply. I don't want half of it. I want all of it. And so I need him to take the place that he needs to take in my life. Amen? The place of highest honor, glory to God. And so this morning, let's just let the Holy Spirit help us. Amen? What we sing matters. So we usually, we can move on to the next part of the service and say that was just wonderful. We sang songs I like this morning. No, that's not what we come to church for. It's nice that we, it's a bonus that we like the songs. But we come for a reason. We come for a purpose. And in our worship, we're ministering to him. And worshiping him I want to be able to tell him you're exalted and he go I know I know I am in your life I see it every day where your thoughts go the most that's what's exalted in your life what your conversation is about the most that's what's exalted in your life yeah what you walk out and get into on a daily. Now, Jesus has come that we have and enjoy our lives. And it says he gives us everything richly to enjoy. Amen? But if we want to truly enjoy it, we've got to put him in his proper place. Because then we put ourselves in the flow of that enjoyment. I want a full supply of enjoyment in my life. So let's tell the Holy Spirit as we sing this again. Let's tell the Holy Spirit, let me know of an area in my life. I just gave you some hints on your conversation, what you spend time doing, your thoughts, those things you struggle with. That right there, that's identified what it is. But then maybe you're like, no, I think I'm good. Well, we always can grow, amen? Let's ask the Holy Spirit as we sing this again. Show me a place in my life where I can exalt him in a greater capacity. I want him exalted to the highest place and position of authority and power in every area of my life. Come on, let's sing it. I exalt thee.
be a lifestyle of exalting you. Holy Spirit, we would ask this week as we walk through our week that you show us those areas, the times that we're not exalting you, not exalting our master. Show us and we'll correct it. It's very simple. When he shows you, here's what you do. You repent and then you do what he tells you to do. Amen? Very simple to get right back on track. He makes it easy. And you'll be in that full supply. Glory to God. If you need prayer this morning for anything, just come on up here. Make it quick. We're going to just pray for you. We're going to lay hands according to what it says in the Word of God. It's not me. It's not anything to do with me. I'm just being a willing and obedient vessel. And I believe His anointing is going to flow. And whatever it is that you need, you'll have it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. What can I agree with you
God. He's faithful. Amen. amen. He's faithful. If you believe that, you say amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, team. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking us into the presence of God and creating an atmosphere for him to move. It is Nation Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests, all of our first-time visitors. If this is your first time with us, we welcome you. We thank God for you joining us in our service this morning. We pray that you have been experiencing the love of God and the presence of God, and we pray that you continue to do so throughout the service. Listen, we would love to connect with you further. If you don't mind, could you please fill out that connection card that you received coming into the sanctuary this this morning and turning that in during our offering time and then we have a gift for you in exchange thank you so much for worshiping with us today for for experiencing the presence of the lord with us we pray you continue to enjoy the service and that you come back and worship with us very very soon as of today, we have received a few more school supplies to add to our backpack drive. Thank you to all who have been given and sowing seed towards this impact opportunity. Today, we have also received $166.25 for the purchase of school supplies. Thank you so much for your faithful giving. On August the 13th, at the Town Hall, we will distribute the backpacks from 12 to 3 p.m. So we will extend the drive until August the 7th. So if you have any school supplies you would like to donate between now and then, please feel free to bring it in. Also, if you would like to just donate the cash, you are free to do so. Just indicate that please on your offering envelope or if you give through the Push Pay app. Once again, I cannot say thank you enough. On behalf of the families that you are a blessing, um, thank you and may God bless you richly for your faithful given. Kingdom Couples, next Saturday we will host our next outing. Um, we will take a Martha's Vineyard trip from New Bedford Oak to Oaks Bluff Martha's Vineyard. We're going to have lunch. We're going to enjoy each other's fellowship and it's going to be an amazing time. So please let us know at the end of the service today if you plan on attending so that we can purchase the tickets this week and we can be all set for our next event. We cannot wait to spend the afternoon with you. If you have any questions, please feel free to see myself or my husband, Craig Barton, at the conclusion of this service. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have about Kingdom Couples or about this event in particular. And last but certainly not least, this is a friendly reminder that next Sunday is what? Family Sunday. You got it. Be sure to bring um, a family member or a friend, a neighbor, someone that you want to connect uh, with Father's House Family Church. Also, be sure to wear your Father's House Family shirt. T-shirt is a family thing. We cannot wait to spend time with you in the service next week. Also, Lit Youth will be hosting a bake sale next Sunday following the service and the proceeds will go towards their next outing. And so you know that last time they did an amazing job with the breakfast and let's show up and support them even more so this time, amen. So at this time, this concludes our announcements and we're gonna be calling for Mr. Henry Talbot who's gonna receive our offering today. So let's receive him.
just a note for next Sunday, if you're not a pastry eater, they'll take your money anyways. <laughs> so just bring some money to invest into the youth of this church. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you are in need of an offering envelope at this time, please go ahead and indicate that by the raise of your hand. The ushers will serve you. Praise God. For those of you who don't know me, that's a blessing. No. <laughs> My name is Henry. Most of you know I've been with this church for many, many years. Praise God. I'm going to do my best this morning to keep everything under five minutes or within five minutes. But if I go just a little bit over, don't get nervous. Hallelujah. I saw something this week as I was praying over, or as Nancy and I were praying over our giving. And by the way, you should do that before you come to church. Whether you're single or married, you should tithe before you get to church. Amen? Because it's a hard thing. So I was praying over our tithes and and I said uh, something that most of us say every time we pray over our tithes, thanking God that he was opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing that there'd be not room enough to receive it and that he would rebuke the devourer for our sake. And when I got through that part of it, you know how when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he doesn't have to say a lot of words, you just kind of know, he downloads things. Well, he said to me, he, I heard it in my spirit, and I can't tell you all the words, it was more like pressure on my heart he said it's much more than that it's much more than opening the windows and rebuking the devourer and I was reminded of something that Craig said when he received the offering one Sunday he said it's, it's not a transactional thing it is a re relational thing so our giving of tithes and offerings is not a mechanism get God to do something or to give us something. It is not a mechanism to get God to respond to us. And then I was reminded where this scripture is in the Bible. It's B.C. So I took the time and I read the whole book of Malachi, which is like all of four chapters. God was not happy with the children of Israel. He was not happy. They were bringing offerings to the Lord that should have been put in the trash heap. All through the scriptures in the Old Testament when it comes to bringing of offerings, animals, so on and so forth, they're all supposed to be spotless, perfect. These people were bringing God animals that were missing, missing legs and blinded eyes and just awful, awful offerings. And God even asked the people of Israel at then in one of those chapters, he says, try bringing those kinds of offerings to the governor. See what he'll do about it. And then we get to chapter 3 in Malachi, which is the one that we go to about opening the windows of heaven and rebuking the devourer for our sake. It also says in that particular verse that if you're not tithing, you are cursed with a curse, even the whole nation. That never sat right with me. I've heard people say it, that this church, not this church, but another church that I know of, we're cursed because not everybody's tithing. That's under the old covenant. The curse is under the old covenant, praise God, and we're not part of that body. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So it's our blessing is far greater 
far greater than the windows of heaven being opened and the, and the devil or the devourer being rebuked in our lives. It is much more than that. So the curse was upon Israel when they didn't tithe because they were not obeying the law. We are not under the law, amen? We know that. So this is what the Lord dropped to my heart. You should get excited about the next part of this. In the next two or three minutes, I'll be done. Because this is where you and I are. This is where we live, praise God. We're not giving to try to get God to do something. I'll just say it. He's already done it. Everything necessary for all our needs to be met has already been done. It is a completed work through Jesus Christ. Nothing we will do will ever add to it. Now here's the three scriptures that the Lord gave me as I was meditating on this. Ivan, if you would put up Romans 8.15 in the King James, please. It says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. Say adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Please put Ephesians 1.5 in the same translation. Having predestinated us, aren't you glad that he thought about it before the last minute? Unto the adoption of children, say adoption, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It was his good pleasure to adopt you and I into his family, praise God. And the last verse in the Message Bible, Galatians 4, 4 through 7. Glory to God. I got excited about this one. Do you have the Message translation? You don't have it? Okay. Just put the screen blank. I'll read it because I want it worded the way it is in the Message translation. Listen with your heart this morning. This is what put this over the top for me. And let me know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we don't have to think about God opening the windows of heaven and rebuking the devourer for us on this side of the cross. It says this, But when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent his Son, born among us of a woman, born under the conditions of the law so that we might so that he might redeem those of us who have been kidnapped by the law thus we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage you can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted say adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. That's a special relationship. I have a son-in-law and a daughter. I have three grandkids. The grandkids do not go to my daughter and say, Christina. Or go to their dad and say, Michael. It's always mom and dad. It's a relationship that is closer than first name experience. So we, it's Papa, Father. And it continues, doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it so 
a slave but a child. And if you are a child, you are also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. And I want you to notice it doesn't say with complete access to the inheritance as long as you give tithes and offerings. It's not connected to that. It's not because of our tithing, but because we are adopted into the family of God that all of our needs are met. When a child, when children are adopted into a family in the natural world, the responsibility for taking care of those children is on the people who adopted them. God is obligated by himself to take care of our needs. But what does tithing do for us in giving of offerings? It shows us, first of all, that we trust God, not us, to meet up our needs. So in short and in closing, we tithe. Not to get God to perform something, but rather to show our gratitude for something he has already performed. Through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, a complete work of redemption. Aren't you glad we can walk in that? We don't have to wait for the windows to open and close. And you won't find in the New Testament Jesus rebuking the devourer for our sake. He gives us authority over that. So we're in a good place. We live in a place of blessing whether you tithe or not. God doesn't love me more because I tithe and you don't. Or you don't tithe regularly. Or you're afraid to tithe. He loves you the same, praise God. Revelation will continue to increase as it has today in my life. And when, when I prayed, this was opened up. And I'm giving differently. Not more or less, just differently. Different understanding. I'm not trying to get God to do something. He's already done it. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. I know it's a little warm, but I won't mention that. So why don't, why don't we stand up? And uh, I don't know that I went over five minutes. I think I did pretty good. Hallelujah. We're still receiving finances for the roof. Praise God. 195 came in. Hallelujah. And we have received in total $6,255. Thank you for those of you who are giving towards the roof. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's uh, read our confession of faith this morning. Hallelujah. Let's read it like it's fresh and new and it's true. Praise God. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired, praise God. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seeds, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, folks, if you have an envelope, you can come up at this time and release it to the Lord. If you have uh, your connection card at this time, please feel free to drop it in the offering buckets as well. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. This is an act of worship. It's not just something to do, worshiping God. Pastor Jack is going to come up and pray over this offering. Father, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege that you have given us, Lord, to bring our tithe and offering into your kingdom. Father, we thank you for every person that is involved in this giving today. We thank you for multiplying their seed sown and for receiving their tithe, Lord, for rebuking the devourer in their faith, Lord God, for their faith. And open your windows of heaven, Lord God, to pour out your blessing upon their lives. Father, we thank you for your blessing upon this tithe and offering today in Jesus' name. Amen. God. Always a privilege to be able to give. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So uh, last week we had our baptism and it was such an honor and a privilege to baptize uh, some individuals from this church. And so we're grateful that we got to be a part of your special moment. Amen. Yeah, that's exciting. That's a, a significant moment in the lives of every Christian. Every Christian, once you get saved, you know, when, when you know the importance of it, do it. You'll be better for it. <laughs> Amen. It's a declaration of what's going on, the transformation on the inside. Hallelujah. So we enjoyed that. We enjoyed our time of fellowship and food. We ate some good food, some good barbecue. And so we're grateful to God for that opportunity. The weather was beautiful, not hot like it is today. Uh, and so uh, we just have a few minutes. Just bear with us. Uh, and so um, I wanted to say thank you to uh, the individuals who helped to put that together for us. You know, things like that don't just happen. And so uh, Miss Christina, she's uh, doing something else at the moment uh, that requires her attention. Uh, but she, uh, when I said, this is what we're going to do, and then that's all you have to do to Christina. I want to do this. And then she's like, all right. And she does it right away. Like, if right away, like right away. And so uh, she went ahead and put things together. And so we're grateful to God for such a fine and outstanding uh, church admin in this church. I'm so grateful and blessed. Now, she enlisted the help of some. So Patty, who is cruising away in Alaska and Canada today, God bless her. She's suffering today. And so uh, <laughs> she's having a good old time, not thinking anything of us, I'm sure. And so she enlisted her to help with uh, uh, talking to the food, you know, the company that did the food. And also she went at 10. She was there at the park and set it up like flowers on the table. Who thinks of flowers on the table at a park? Just awesome. I mean, we showed up. I'm like, this is so beautiful. So Miss Patty, we're grateful to her for that as well. And then uh, we had the servers, the Talbots, the Clarks. Thank you for serving us and uh, being so uh, polite and so great and having fun with us. And so we thank God for that. Those who brought tables on your head, Mr. Jeff, <laughs> carried tables back and forth, whatever you did. Those who showed up, thank you for coming. We love spending time with the family. Amen. Look forward to the next one. So um, just some, an update on the building. Uh, we are closing on Friday. <laughs> so we'll be closing this Friday. So 
just keep us in prayer uh, this week. You know, there's so many last-minute things. Last week we were dealing with that. So many last-minute things that the attorneys ask for, that kind of thing. We're the seller, so it's not as bad as buying. Uh, so uh, we're, we're doing that. And this, to me, is the catalyst for what's to come. Amen? This step has to be done first. And so it might feel a little different for me uh, when I come in here the next Monday, you know, the next Sunday, knowing I don't own this building anymore. <laughs> the town of Dighton will own it. But it's a good thing. Yes. And I'm going to say it this way. It's a God thing. Yes. If you know the full process, you know this is divinely ordered by God. Now, if you haven't watched Friday's prayer time that we had together, you missed some information concerning the building project. So I'm not going to take my time and repeat it. You're going to see my position and where I am right now and what God is speaking to me in regards to this building project and the position that I and the leaders of this church are going to take because of the work that was done previously. And so watch that in its entirety when you get home. And you'll see where I'm at and what God is speaking to me about concerning this step. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. Now, we've been talking about growth, spiritual growth, recognizing and celebrating the spiritual growth of our faith family. And uh, typically at this time, I would have a message to bring to you, but we have other individuals that will be doing that today. And so they're going to take a few minutes and share with you based on the word and things that they've received from the church uh, in this past year or so. They're going to share with you what God is speaking to them concerning that. And this is growth. Because if you're listening to the Lord and doing what he says, you're growing guaranteed growth no if ands or buts about it and we said that jesus was raised to the highest position and he read that verse about intimate conversation with god well when jesus was raised to that high position and exalted he made us a part of that and he calls us to come into fellowship with him on a daily basis he's available to us 24 hours a day seven days a week. How much we communicate and fellowship with him is up to us. But he's open and available. If I handed you a debit card this morning and I said, anytime you need money, you just go to the bank and make a withdrawal. Just go to the bank, put the card in, make a withdrawal. And you can have it anytime you want. Someone did that to me, I would be at the bank first thing every morning. I'd be back for lunchtime. I'd be back again at dinner time. Well, that's how much Jesus is available to speak to you and teach you. He said, come to me and learn of my ways. This is what he's been talking to me about. Learn of me. Not just what you hear or heard in Sunday school. That's not enough to sustain you in this error and time that we're living in. That's not enough. It got you this far. But it's not enough to get you where we need to go until Jesus returns. And so we need to grow every day. And so this is what he's teaching us. And that's why we're taking the time. As a pastor, I like to know that the congregation is growing. And this is the way that I see that. Amen. And when I talk to you, when I fellowship with you, I see it. And I love it. And so we're celebrating that. So would you please welcome 
Miss Donna Burdos today. The battery went on that one, Ivan, so we're going to use <laughs> this one. Testing. All right. I'm so glad I had another oh. pair. I would have been in trouble. <laughs> Good morning, all you beautiful church members. Oh, it's nice seeing everybody up here. And can we just say hi to Eric? Eric, hi. Okay. So I have my notes, unlike Craig, who can just come up here with nothing. So um, we're going to be talking, as Pastor Murphy said, about growth. And I just want to say that everybody grows differently. You may do something that I don't do. Um, somebody does something else. It's personal. However, we get to get however close we get to God, is up to us. And whatever ministers to our heart, is what we do. So I just wanted to do a little example. Now I have a friend Sharon who loves God. She's godly Christian woman. She has trouble reading the word. She can read, but it doesn't go into her heart. So she does the um, audio Bible. Now, I tried the audio Bible, and it doesn't work for me. I have to look at the words. I have to get them into my heart. I have certain scriptures I'll read. I could read them for six years, and they still make me cry. Now, David, <laughs> David, what is she doing? Now, my David... He loves the songs, the psalm songs. He's learning all the words. Um, he was singing this morning. I, was, I wanted to cry. I was, I was up in the um, bathroom, and I could hear him. <laughs> He's turning around, singing. Um, it was Psalm 91. But that ministers to him. And you know he's a singer. He has a great voice. <laughs> and also I want to say that I think it's impossible to not grow in this church with our past pastors, with our future, Pastor Murphy. Everybody has to grow. I remember the first day that Dave and I came here, Pastor Jack, that's still been in me. Jesus loves you, you're not an accident. Now, simple words like that, that stays with you. Pastor Maria, the worrying. Worrying is a sin, you're not trusting in God. Now that has stayed with me, so I, I can't worry, if I start to go there, I remember her words. Pastor Henry, go up to the mountain, spend time with God before you can walk in the valley. How true is that? Now, Pastor um, Murphy was talking on um, one of the morning prayers. And this, I was listening to her, I said, oh my goodness, this is what I'm doing. And I just encourage everybody to really um, go on the morning prayer, even if you can't go on in the morning, listen to it, because there's little nuggets in there that you can catch. And this was one of them. And I should know better to, than to ever let the devil in. I know that I'm aware of his schemes. I know all that. But it still can happen. And Pastor Murphy was talking, and she said how the devil likes to distract us from our prayer time. And I had been struggling with that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I, God wants us to seek him in the morning, so that's supposed to be my time in the morning. And then it's like, oh, you better go downstairs. Uh, is the dishes in the sink still? Um, why don't you take a shower now and get dressed instead of doing it later? Then you'll have more time. On and on. And, um, and I know that. I mean, I know I'm a, I should know that, so now I just, like, 
leave me alone, get out of here. But one thing did happen that normally doesn't happen to me. I let the devil in, and this bothered me. So I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over my family, right? This is prayer time. I'm on my knees. So I'm going from pleading the blood of Jesus on my family to my son hates me. He hasn't called me. When's the last time, you know, since he's been married? When have you heard from him? He's so different since he's been married. Um, he goes to her mother's house because they have a pool. All this stuff. Now I'm crying. I'm going from praising God, heal my family, and now I'm crying. And I'm like, what is going on here? Oh, you were such a good mother, but maybe you weren't. Maybe you were a bad mother. I mean, it was ridiculous. But then I said, okay, <laughs> God, what is this? Where is this coming from? And I hear the devil. So it, you still have to fight the devil all the time. I mean, we see the darkness all over the world. Um, so that's, I have to have my notes so I don't forget anything against the darkness. Okay. Because we do know that we're fighting um, the devil. We're not fighting people. We have to remember that because it's easy to forget. But the enemy is just everywhere, everywhere. Now, but we know it. We're not surprised. We know this is going to happen. So I have some scriptures because God tells us what to do. He tells us we're supposed to be alert, watchful, awake. And like I said, I know all that, and yet I still fell for it. So Ivan's going to put... <laughs> okay, the first one should be First Peter. Yes. Be sober, be vigilant vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour now wait till you listen to the message I love the message now I didn't like it at first but I use it just as a reference for clarification and all the message scriptures oh, you know what? I'm okay I put my notes in here don't worry it's not gonna take that long Okay, so the message says, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. And this is so, isn't that so clear? And that is so true. All right, that was the first one. And then the second one, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Okay. So now Corinthians in the message, 1613. Keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute in love without stopping. Be resolute. We have to be determined, unwavering. Because I'm telling you, he doesn't give up. And the third one is 2 Corinthians 2.11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now the message says, we don't want to unwittingly give Satan an opening for yet more mischief. We're not oblivious to his sly ways. So, see, I should have stopped that when he started with me. I should have known right then, going down a deep hole, crying like a fool. I mean, it was ridiculous. 
that was three. And then four is Ephesians 6.18, because now, all right, that was what God was telling us to be aware. Now he's going to tell us how to resist the devil. He's going to tell us to pray, to stay in the word. There's so many more scriptures, but for time's sake, I don't have that. I didn't pick that many. So it's Ephesians 4. No, wait a minute. No, it should be Ephesians 6.18. You're right, I'm wrong. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, prayer. Now, the message says, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. And then James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The message says, so let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. And then the last one is 1 John 4.4. 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And the message says, My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers, for the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. Now, I could stop right there, but I just want to read this, too. These people belong to the Christ-denying world, the people of the world, the ungodly people. They talk the world's language, and the world eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. And anyone who knows God understands us and listens. The person who has nothing to do with God will, of course, not listen to us. This is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. So the people that don't know God, it's sad because they're not going to know how to get out of that when the devil's tormenting them. They're going to go with it worse and worse. Now, I just want to tell one little story. <laughs> there was a man in a desert, and he was really, really hungry. So he found some dates, a bunch of dates, the fruit from the tree, and he lit his candle, he sat down, and the first day he took a bite of it and there was a worm in it, so he threw it out. The second, did you hear this? Oh. The second date he took a bite, there was a worm in it, so he threw it out. So what did he do? He blew out his candle and he ate the rest of the dates. So we need, <laughs> we need to keep our light on. We need to stay alert, hold fir firmly to all that God, all that you believe in, stay close to God, Always keep your light on because we are the light. That's it. I'm done. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's scripture. That's the word of God that speaks to us. Amen. That's how we grow. By the scripture. Thank you so much. That was so good. Yeah. Right. So much. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Miss Donna. Mom, you want to come?
All right, we have a few minutes. Okay, praise the Lord. I'm not here to preach like Donna. Donna, you you did wonderful. That was excellent. Thank you because I don't have scripture, okay? I am here just to encourage you. And um, we're celebrating growth. And um, first of all, um, I purposely wanted to tell you, to encourage you, to the ones that have this paper. Okay, you pick up the paper and you take home and then you fold them, put it away, just like I did. And then I thought about it once or twice and I said, oh, I don't need to do that. Until the Holy Spirit get some word in. So I heard the word, obedience is better than sacrifice. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And then I talked to the pastor, and she said, Mom, you, you can do it. I said, okay. I just want to encourage you, okay? First of all, I want to thank you. Thank you that you care about my growth. You care about the growth of the people. I've been to a few churches. The pastor never was concerned about my growth. But I appreciate it that you care about me growing in the Lord with the word. So you appreciate it. I appreciate you. And uh, in Ephesians, see, pastor have responsibility because I was in her shoes. I know exactly what she's doing. And I, she grew up with me, of course, and she lived with me until the day she married Eric. So I see growth in her life. I see major growth a few years ago. And because she grow, she wants us to grow. Her teaching is for growth. Our teacher was for doctrine, the base, to make the base for growth. And she is teaching us, trying to take us where she's at. So it's very important that we um, go ahead and stand here. Even if you have to say one word, I grow. Okay? That will help you get out of your comfort zone. Okay? Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 11 to 14, tell us that God, you don't have to do that. Um, God put a pastor or fivefold ministry, but we're talking about pastors, in the church. Uh, let me read. This is, I, I just, I don't go to read this scripture. Um, good. Uh, pastor is to teach us how to be ready for the ministry that God gives to us because we all have a ministry. They do that. They do us benefit. Okay? Jesus put the, the, the pastor in a church. 
to edify the body of Christ, to teach us so we can do the work of the ministry. So when the past tell us to do something, we need to do it. We'll benefit for it because she's hearing from the Spirit of God. She wants to take us a place that we're not yet. So if we do it, we'll grow. If we don't, we'll stay the same because obedience is a good thing. I, I tell you what I, where I grow. I, she said right here in this pulpit on Wednesday night, she was talking about um, go back. I'm going to say it in my own word. Go back in your life and check your life. And I used to say, I'm counseling with the Holy Ghost. And, but she didn't say that way. She put it the way that better than I did. So she put it such a way that impacted me. So I am a note taker. I can go in this little note here. You'll have the date. You have, you, you'll know exactly the date that she preached. But this one particular one, I didn't have enough note on it. I called her. She sent me the video. I listened to that video until I get what I know God wants me, me to get in there. Note is important. When I went to school, the first day they told us, take a note, pay attention. Get your notebook. So I did. Most of the people, you know, they most smart, you know, they didn't take the note. And the first class that we have, Keith Moore said this. He said, take a note, pay attention. And then when you started to teach, he said, pay attention. Take a note, because you will hear this again. I write every detail that is said. When it comes to time of test, I have everything that is said. You know, people panic when they was going to have a test, because they don't remember everything. So I learn that it's important for me to take a note. So I sit there, I take a note from Pastor Henry. I know what he teach. I can give you the date. I, Pastor Jack, I, or other place that I go, I take a note because I esteem the word of God. I do, I do. So uh, the 21st, 12.30 at night, I was, uh, I wasn't sleeping. I was thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. The Lord dropped this in my heart about growth. He said, the, um, continuous growth brings joy and excitement, unity and answers. Growth drives fear, doubt, and belief out of your life. Growth is important. If you have a, child, a baby, you bring it home, you don't grow, you're going to take it to the doctor. Is the same in the spiritual matters. Pastor take pulse to see where we at so they can go ahead and 
search for food to feed us next time. If she know which, if she know where we at, then you know what to feed us next time. What we need, because she watch our souls. She have responsibility to God, not to not to nobody but to God. So let's grow in the word. Donna, that was wonderful. I appreciate that. Okay, I just encourage you. Don't put the paper away. Do it. <laughs> if it's not here, it's not in the right place. <laughs> if your paper's at home, it's not where it needs to be. Amen? needs to be completed and in my hands. Thank you. <laughs> now, again, I'm not forcing anybody to do it. I'm not going to be mad at you if you don't. You know that, right? You understand that. I'm not going to be mad at anybody. But you're going to miss out. I'm just going to tell you. You're going to miss out on an opportunity for growth in your life. And when you have some problems, and if you come to me about those problems, I'm going to say to you, what was the last thing the Lord asked you to do that you didn't do? And he's asking you to do this through me. Okay? And so, and there's a reason. I don't know the full reason for this. If you think this is a safe church and you love everybody here, you should have no problem doing this. None. Right? I mean, we're all here. I'm here for you. <laughs> You know, you're here for me. We love each other. Now, if we were a group of strangers, that would be different. But there's also something here that you don't have out in the street sometimes, the corporate anointing. And that will help you. It will help you get two words out. Again, I grew. I'm grateful that I grew. That's it. That's all you got. Write that down and share it. If, when you open your mouth to share it, it becomes bigger to you. And it becomes more real to you. That writing down... This is why I tell people to write down your dreams. That's the first manifestation of your dream when you write it down. It manifests right there on paper first. If you don't do that because it's not important to you, you will never see that dream come to reality. What? Yeah. That's how we're wired and that's how God created us. It's the first manifestation of what I'm dreaming for. That's why I have a vision board. I have my dreams written down because they're going to come to pass. We're selling this building because of that. Amen. Because of God. Giving me that vision. And me not just putting it in a drawer. Letting it collect dust. No, it's right out in front of me so I can see it. It's right here so we can see it. Amen. Come on, stand with me this morning. Did you get something out of service today? Were you more enriched leaving than you were coming? Amen. I did. I got something from that, Miss Donna. Thank you. And Mom, thank you for sharing that today. Thank you. And Mr. Henry, thank you for that offering, uh, the, the word that you gave during that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Praise team, thank you for your help today. Everyone who did something today, Ivan and Aaron, uh, the ushers, everybody, the greeters this morning, thank you. This is what makes it all a part of what we do for Jesus. Those who are downstairs working with our children, thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate every one of you. 
and we're grateful to God for you. Amen. And I just want to say thank you to all those who have texted, called, emailed, uh, Mr. Eric and myself asking, checking in to see how he's doing. We appreciate that. We really do. We thank you for taking the time to do that. He is doing well. I believe that we'll see him next week. He has his follow-up appointment. For those who don't know, he had some back surgery. And so uh, he's kind of laid up right now, but he should be back with us, I would uh, believe, within the next week or so. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you <laughs> that you are concerned about your children's growth and health as well. That's why you said you desire. Through Paul, you said it, that you desire that we prosper and that we are in health even as our soul prospers. And so thank you for being concerned about our growth. And thank you, Father, that every day you're teaching us and showing us how to grow and accelerate that growth in our lives. I thank you, Father. We are obedient. We do what you tell us to do. And I know there is great blessing in obedience. So as we leave from here today, I thank you for your blessing that's upon each and every one. If something's not in the right order, we ask that you put it in order, in divine order right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for your favor that goes with us your protection that's upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.